Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm a transformational leader and an instigator of joy. I use human design, intuition, and professional coaching to help people relax into their true essence so they can experience more ease, abundance, and joy. I am so glad you're here. This is the first solo episode I have done in a while. And when I recorded it, I was really uncertain if anyone needed to hear this message or if anyone was ready to hear this message or to truly embody this message. And just today I spoke to three, three people who needed to hear this message. So I have a lot more confidence now that this message needs to go out to the world. So here you go, humans enjoy. And remember you can connect with me and learn how to work with me at kelseyabbott.com. Also, just a side note that this December, I will be donating a portion of my profits to Little Bear Animal Sanctuary in Punta Gorda, Florida to support all the pigs and goats and cows and all the animals that live there. So any purchase you make, whether it's a human design reading, an individual reading, or a partner reading, a private session, whether it's long-term coaching, whether it's access to my meditation library, transforming your inner critic, uh, buying unstuck yourself, buying somebody a human design gift certificate, buying the four, six profile class, anything from KelseyAbbott.com, a portion of the proceeds will go to little bear animal sanctuary. Okie dokie. That's it. I'm going to get out of the way so you can listen to this episode You are wonderful. You are amazing. You, you, dear human, are a miracle. Go forth and be awesome. The universe is so freaking sassy. Hello, it's me, Kelsey. I am here all by myself to gift you with a solo episode. Let's hope it's giftable. I wasn't planning on doing a solo episode. Well, let me rephrase that. I have been going through this rebirth experience and I'm going to tell you all about that. And I, I had a feeling that something was brewing. I had a feeling that I would be sharing this. I had a feeling that I'd be sharing the lessons I learned through this experience. And I thought, Ah, uh, you know, maybe it would be sometime in 2020, 2022. That's hard to say, 2022. Anyway, I didn't think it was now, but the universe knows what's going on. Actually, that's the whole experience of this rebirth is I am not in control. These last couple of days, so today is Monday. On Saturday, I was thinking about this podcast and I really felt like the words could just tumble out of my mouth. I was so ready to record and scheduling wise, I just wasn't finding the space for it. And then yesterday on Sunday, I made the space for it, but things kept popping up that just pushed back later and later and later. And I was finally like, I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to record today, meaning yesterday. And now here we are on Monday and I'm like, okay, I guess this is it. And I sat down at my computer, set up my mic, sitting here, and I have called in divine source, 
and just said, please let whatever needs to be said, be said, please may my words serve the audience. I have no idea what I'm going to say. And starting before I'm ready is a thing I do. It's, it's a, it's a technique. Not sure if that's the right word, but whenever I'm doing a hard workout, I feel like every interval I start, like, it's kind of like I close my eyes and jump like, ah, I'm not ready to go fast yet. And yet here I am starting as always. Hmm. I was going to say it's always the hard part. It's not hard. It's just scary. So let's talk about rebirth. Let me take you through this at a human level. Well, I can't say that I'm going to commit to being entirely human level. We're going to weave in and out between human and soul because that's what I am. I am a human and I am a soul and the experiences are completely intertwined. So back in late September, I woke up one morning with massively swollen glands. And by the end of that day, I had lost my voice and it just kept progressing. I knew it was a sinus thing. I got worried for a while that it might be COVID as it, as it just felt super drained and, and I started coughing. I was coughing a lot. It, still coughing. It has been like 11 weeks now. I stopped counting actually, which is also a sign of this whole experience. And at first I was like, what, what is this? My birthday is coming. I don't want to be sick on my birthday. I, who gets sick? Why am I sick? What, what's happening? You know, I like shook my fist at the universe. I was like, no, not me kind of like, I'm so good. I take care of myself. Why are you giving this to me? This is so unfair. Oh, Kelsey of 11 ish weeks ago. (laughs) I have so much love for her and I am laughing at her. I had so much resistance and it took, you know, the uh, November energy update. Was it the November energy update? I think it was the November energy update with Amy White that really helped shift my energy. I would say that until I recorded with Amy at the end of October, I was in full dis-ease. I was so frustrated. And then after recording with Amy, I, it's just, I physically, I didn't feel any different, but it brought so much more ease into the experience. And one of the things I realized is this, this is the gentle option. So I feel very much like the universe was like, Hey, so we're going to take you through this experience, this transformational experience. You can call it a transformation. You can call it a rebirth. We're not really into labels. You can slap whatever label on it you need to. And we're going to need you to be a little quiet during this period. So we're going to give you a little something. And so it gave me a little something it gave me for this experience, it's been sinuses. It's been cold. It's been, uh, sorry, a cough. It's been, well, the beginning, no sleep. And then probably the last like seven weeks sleeping 10 hours a night, this deep healing sleep. I really feel like I'm healing stuff, you know, maybe even from when I was a toddler, this is like, my body is doing the work. 
So the universe gave me the gentle option. And when I saw that, I was like, you know, that lightened things so much. Oh, this is so loving. It's just, it's just a cough. It's just sinuses. Holy moly. Thank you so much for this gentle experience. Oh, and just knowing that and knowing, oh, you're taking me through this thing so I can learn. You're taking me through this thing so I become more aligned with my soul. Stop, stop fighting. (laughs) Stop fighting. I mean, I feel like the universe and my soul probably were just like, geez, Kelsey, come on, back up a little bit. I felt like it was so unfair that I didn't feel hundred percent because I just wanted to go play. I was like, I don't want to do anything bad. I don't want to do anything too much. I just want to go play. And that felt like a valid reason to, to not want to feel sick. Like, look at me. I was so, I was so thinking of this human and soul experience is like a transactional thing. Like, look, I don't want to go rob a bank. I just want to play. I want to actually serve my audience. I want to, I want to, these are the things I want to do. I don't want to, um, you know, do things that are super selfish. I don't, I'm not looking to do anything like quote unquote bad. So let me feel healthy. Oh, silly, silly human. One of the things I actually heard so clearly once is, oh, amazing mental and physical health is a privilege. It's a gift. It's not a right. And I had been feeling like it was a right. Like, you know, which that phrase actually comes from years and years and years ago when I was living in Montreal with Pete. I went home for Thanksgiving and then just went home for the weekend and then came back to Montreal. And as I was crossing the border, the border guard was not very happy to see me and told me right away. The first thing he said to me was coming into Canada is a right or a privilege, not a right. In other words, I know you just drove four hours. I don't care. I have the ability to not let you in. And I feel like his words took like 20 years to, to sink in for me on their deeper meaning of being mentally and physically healthy, like optimal health, experiencing optimal vitality. That is such a gift. We say that. I think we all, everyone listening right now is like, "Mm -hmm, duh. And yet there's something about this experience really allowed me to take these things that I have known intellectually for years and to embody them. It's like the process was like, these things have just been like hanging out in the back of my brain for years. And through this rebirth experience, they've just like tumbled into my body. And 
when things are in my body, I can't always speak about them. I don't have any words. So I will say so much has come up during this experience. So many things came up to be healed and then they were healed so quickly. I remember there was one time I rode my bike and I came back and I tried to tell Pete all about like, I realized this and this and this, and I opened my mouth and nothing came out. I was like, I, um, I'm apparently not supposed to tell you that. And there was finally, there was one piece that I like got solidly on the struggle bus. I was like, I am going to tell you this bit. <laughs> and even as I said it, I kind of lost interest and was just like, never mind. I'm really, truly not supposed to share this with you. It was stuff from, you know, like really old beliefs that I wasn't even, I certainly wasn't consciously aware of, but they'd come up and just heal, come up and heal. It was kind of like by the end of the day, like no wonder I was sleeping 10 hours a night. I, I, the, my soul, my, my body, certainly not my conscious mind. My subconscious mind will say, I don't know who's doing the healing, but some part of me was going through such a powerful healing experience. And I'm still in this. I am absolutely positively not cocky enough to declare this over. I don't think there is a finish line to this. There is simply a waking up to being in it. The One of the things that I shared in a blog post and an email is this embracing the being in the cocoon. Like, oh, okay. I'm in the cocoon. You can't rip it open. No one can open it up for me. So when I was going to see my acupuncturist, I was telling her, you know, I realized that this, this is the universe just like kind of putting me in a pause and we can't quote unquote fix it. I can't fight it. I can, but there's really no point. So I was like, I'm here for support. I know that I am I can receive support. Perhaps I can experience more ease in this. I can lessen my discomfort. And yet still, I know that this process is going to end when it ends. My high school English teacher used to say, when we'd ask how long a paper was supposed to be, he'd say, as long as a piece of string, which meant as long as it takes. If you can say what you need to say in three pages, then it's three pages. If it takes you 20 pages to say what you need to say, then it's 20 pages. And that's what this experience is. It will, I actually, again, I don't want to say it's going to end because I really don't think it is. I do hope that I will have a day where I'm like, oh my God, I didn't cough today. And I do hope that my sinus is completely clear at some point, but the this is so much not about the physical part right now that all of that seems a little silly to me. So the, the big overarching theme, I think of this experience for me has been, again, this is something I've known intellectually. And, and as I say this, you probably know this intellectually too, it's to let go. And it's, it's to stop trying to control the universe. Now, I'm not talking about being like what a lot of people call a control freak. I'm so not. It's about, you know, me railing against the universe saying, I don't want to be sick. It's not fair that I'm sick. That's trying to control the universe. 
it's in trying to even in my business being like, if I do this, then they, my audience will do this. It's, I don't know, probably even in being like, oh, if I do follow these self-care habits, then I'll stay healthy. It's essentially trying to control the universe and trying to barter with the universe. And here's the thing. God, love, the universe, spirit, our spiritual team, Fred, just whatever you want to call it, source, it is here to work through us. It's not against us. It is us. And when we allow, it can filter through us and touch everyone. It is here to teach us, to teach us that our mission is love and to help us use our gifts, which are really the gifts of the universe. We've been given like, oh, this one's really good at this thing. This one's really good at this thing. Those are all the gifts of the universe being like, I choose this one to, to work this part of my magic. And I choose this one to work this part of my magic. And it, it, it's about serving, but the word serving, I used to have such an icky feeling about that word because for me, serving felt hierarchical. Like you're serving someone, you're either like groveling at their feet, like you're a servant or you're, you're holier than thou and you're the one that knows all the things. So you're the one like serving the people. And now I see that serving is loving and we are here to share the love of the universe with our own unique, like human flavor. We were given these human bodies to play with. These are just a part of the toolkit we were given when we chose to come to earth school. And it's again, just how we share the universe's love. And so much of what, what is talked about in this kind of, I don't want to use the words 3D and 5D, in this spiritual space, there's a lot of talk of the law of attraction, a lot of talk of, you know, for specific manifestors, put your order into the universe and you will get it. And what are you manifesting now? What do you want? Do you want that car? Do you want all of these material things? And mm, this is so hard for me to talk about with words because none of that is bad. None of, none of the examples I just gave is bad. There is no bad. It's just that we are so much bigger and we are designed to flow with the universe. And sometimes we humans are really silly when we really think we know what's next. We really think we know what is for us. And we have no idea. You know, one of the examples I give to generators and manifesting generators about trusting that the perfect thing will come to them at the perfect time is 
imagine this. You are out to dinner at a new restaurant and you need to use the restroom. So you get up and you ask the server. Yeah, that's interesting. The server. Anyway, you ask the server where the restroom is and they say down the hall to the left. So you go down the hall, you see a door on your left. So you try and open the door. Nothing. You jiggle the handle. It won't turn. You you know, push against it. Maybe you knock, maybe you even throw your whole body against it and still it will not budge. But they said a door on the left, that door will not open because that is the storage closet. And nobody wants you to pee in the mop bucket. So the universe is keeping that door closed for you. Instead, you are supposed to continue walking Just keep on walking, minding your own business, doing your own life, staying in your own lane. Keep on walking until this opening on the left-hand side of that hallway into the most palatial restroom. That is what is for you. Sometimes you just have to keep on walking. And thinking that we know what is best for us is freaking hilarious. We we know nothing. We're the students here. We're here to learn this all as we go. And this learning isn't, uh, it isn't being a straight A student at all. We are all fumbling. We're all like this way. Oops, not this way. This is, this is what it's all about. It's about surrendering, which can also be a super triggering word but surrendering the ego and instead just being like, Hey universe, please show me where to go. I've started this new prayer every morning, night. I kind of do this throughout the day. It's kind of a nonstop thing for me right now where I say, please help me learn what I need to learn. Help me see what I need to see. Help me hear what I need to hear. Help me shed what I need to shed. Help me release what I need to release. Help me allow what I need to allow. Help me accept what I need to accept. Help me receive what I need to receive. Help me have the courage to serve you in the way I'm supposed to serve. And then I also include this bit that I have always included, always, I don't know, maybe the past five years. Just please show me where to go. Show me what to do show me how to do it. Show me who to do it with. I am yours. You are me. I am you. We are one. All is well. All is love. And, you know, where do I want to go next? Let's go to shedding for a moment. Because part of this, really for the last, always, for the last always, I get pretty passionate about purging stuff. I realized this talent of mine when we were moving from Maine, Pete had Lyme at the time. And so his executive functioning was a little mm, not optimized. And when we were moving, we realized that we had two very distinct skills. I was a champ at assessing, do we want this? Do we want this? Do we want this? And getting, getting rid of it. 
taking it to donation, taking it to recycling, whatever. Pete is a master packer. I mean, really the whole thing is a game of Tetris for him. He is so good. It would take me probably hours to pack. Like he can to pack one box and it would all feel so heavy and hard for me. And he's just like everything in its place, everything organized, but he will and has packed actual garbage. So we now know we have these two roles. So next time we're packing up, we will, you know, resume our roles. And because we're not packing right now, there's still a reason to purge. There's still, you know, very much listening to my authority and saying, do I want this? And actually sometimes when I just feel kind of frustrated, I'll go look around the house, like what needs to go? Let's get it out of here and just find something that's, you know, been sitting on the counter for months and be like, I think it's time for this to go. You know, maybe it's assessing a shirt, for instance, it was given to me or like a race t-shirt or something like that. And be like, like I had this one shirt that I recently released that I love the idea of it. And every time I put it on, I was disappointed. It's just, it was a crop top on me and it wasn't designed to be a crop top. So I finally released that. So in releasing all this stuff and I shared the story in my email list, or excuse me, I shared the story in my email that one of the things I came across is I, I, in cleaning out my desk, I found all these business cards from an event I went to a few years ago. That event was not for me. I didn't know it at the time. I taste digestion and the six line, which means I have to personally experience things and then learn, oops, this wasn't for me and absolutely positively not attached to them being for me. So I went to this event and met all these people who had business cards. They gave me their business business cards. These are not my people. I've cleared out all these business cards, recycled all of them. And I found a bunch of gift cards. It was like an instant transaction actually from the universe being like, oh, you cleared out that stuff that wasn't for you. Here is something that is for you. So the latest piece of this clearing and releasing is I recently realized that we have this beautiful glass crystal, maybe I'm not entirely sure what the difference is, decanter. I think it was a wedding present, which means we've had it for 15 years. And I don't drink alcohol. (laughs) I no longer drink alcohol. Pete will drink a glass of wine a month or so. This this decanter, this beautiful piece of art that has been on display in our house ever since we moved here. I think we used it a couple of times in Maine. It's a sign of like, it's as though there was a different avenue for us to go down. It's 15 years ago. I was a very different person. I mean, I was the same person and yet I was very different. I had obviously never heard of human design. I wasn't, I didn't even know about coaching really. I was probably not spiritual at all. I wasn't even aware that I was intuitive. I just, yeah, I was a different person. So looking at that decanter, I'm like, that's, that's not us. We don't, I don't drink wine. We don't have dinner parties. If 
we were to, we probably wouldn't even pour an entire bottle of wine into that decanter, which is the only purpose of a decanter, you know, and from this time, I, I was drinking wine when, when we were given this gift and I happened to be really, really good at, I guess I'm a super taster because taste digestion and taste cognition, that's literally what I made for. It's just not what I choose to do with those gifts. I could taste all the different parts of wine. So drinking wine was always really fun for me. It was kind of a little show off. I'd be like, oh, you know, notes of grass and, and smoke and, you know, whatever. It all sounds ridiculous to me right now. But, um, so the decanter was perfect for then. It was something I was, I found really fun and I no longer find it fun. So we are now trying to find someone who would adore this decanter. I'm sharing this story because it feels very much like, uh, oh, that's for when we thought we were going to be fancy people and we're not fancy people. We're not people who use a decanter. And I'm sharing to invite you to assess the things in your house, the things that are for a previous version of you, but are not for the you that exists right now. The other piece I'll give you is when I look at this huge glass decanter, I'm like, also, I don't want to pack that. I know we're going to be moving sometime in the near future. And I know the near future could be anytime, like within the next five years or five weeks. I, the universe will guide us, but it, it makes it easier to be like, nope, not packing that. I'm going to give it a good home. Okay. So that's the story of the decanter. Maybe that story was for you. Maybe it wasn't. I, again, I told you I'm going to be bouncing all over the place. And now I want to talk about hmm, our commitment to healing. Every single one of us, we are here. Again, we're here to serve the love that surrounds us. We are here to share the love that surrounds us. And okay, so human design talks about personal karma and transpersonal karma. Don't get tangled up in the terms. If we're going to look at profiles now, if when your profile, which is like four slash six, two slash four, five slash one, those that the numbers in your human design are your profile. So if the first number is smaller than the second number, like a two, four, a one, three, a four, six, then you have what's called personal karma. If the first number is bigger than the second number, like a six, two, five, one, five, two, then you have what's called transpersonal karma. And then there's no karma. And we're not going to talk about that. And we're not even going to talk about transpersonal karma right now. We are just going to talk about personal karma. So this is one of the things I learned back when I was first learning human design and I knew it and I understood it. And I even talked about it. I taught about it a little bit, but through this rebirth experience, again, I embodied it. And this is what I learned. Those of us with personal karma, again, first number, uh, smaller than the second number, like I'm a four, six, we are here. We're here to live our lives. We are here by healing ourselves. 
which is essentially doing the work, allowing yourself to go through a transformation, finding the things, not necessarily searching for them and constantly feeling like you are broken and need to be fixed, but it's just allowing yourself to heal. By healing yourself, you heal others. By healing ourselves, abundance comes to us. Wait, what? Because we are taught, those of us with businesses, we're taught, oh, you got to keep telling people, showing them that you're an expert. You got to send send an email. And then like, how many sales do you get from that email? It's like a tit for tat transactional situation. And yet it is so not. It is so not. It is all about you heal you. You live your life. You live your life when your life is, oh, I'm going through a transformation. It's not time for me to speak right now. It's time for me just to let this whole experience flow through me. It's time to me, time for me to be wide open and just curious and in total allowing then when it feels like you're doing nothing in the whole doing sphere of like, you're not writing, you're not speaking, you're not teaching, you're not advertising. That time when you are simply being, and by being, I mean healing, like your soul is doing all the work, that's when the abundance comes in. That's when you heal the other people. Simply by focusing on your own stuff, by focusing on learning and growing, you heal the world. Do you understand that? Like, it's not about going and telling other people how to live, it's about focusing on yourself. And then with certain profiles, telling other people about it. And so other people can learn through our experiences. Years ago, I wrote this thing. It goes like this. Stand up, stand out, be big, be bold, be bright, be sparkly. You never know who you're going to inspire. I may be misquoting myself. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not reading it right now, but this is from like 2013. And I shared it a few places. I shared it on social media and the mother of one of my high school water polo teammates asked if she could share it. She was a first grade teacher, I think. And of course it's yes. And she put it on up in her classroom. It was like on the bulletin board in her classroom from day one. And every morning the kids said it out loud. They learned to read this and said it out loud. And I feel like that is such an amazing example of healing myself. Like those words were, I wrote those words for me to give me the reminder to be brave enough to stand up, to stand out, to live my unique life. And you never know who you're going to inspire just by being you. I heard this quote and I am completely going to butcher it because it's not about the quote. It's just that it really just 
triggered something in a positive way in me. And this is, this is such a dub, but again, it's just like, I felt it deeply. If you want to live an extraordinarily extraordinary life, your, your life is going to look different than other people. So if you want to live an extraordinary life, yeah, maybe you're going to be the one that's saying, I don't drink, or I go to bed at 8 a.m. or 8 p.m., sorry, or I I do this habit and this habit and all these self-care practices because you aren't looking to have a life like everyone else. So, of course, the things you do in your life aren't going to look like the things that everyone else does. And by doing those things that are completely weird and wacky to normal people, that was in quotes, normal or inverted commas, as the Brits say, then you might be inspiring them. You don't have to go out and say, hey, eat this way or sleep this way or behave in this way. No, you do you. And who knows? what other people will start doing as a result of you. And who knows if they'll start doing it the next day or five years from now. And also who knows if they're going to tell you that they, that you inspire them. I used to have a Facebook group. Obviously this is way back. Cause if you weren't aware, I retired from social media in 2020. So I used to have a Facebook group and I would share Well, I shared a lot in there. And actually I'm realizing that this maybe wasn't even in the Facebook group. This was simply on Facebook sharing when we were traveling the country in our camper for 16 months and sharing the whole adventure and inconspicuous awesomeness that I discovered every single day. And there was one person in particular who, she never interacted in the group And she never actually like, we hadn't talked very much at all. And out of the blue once she told me, Kelsey, I've been so inspired by everything that you do that I'm quitting my job and moving to Australia for a year. What? What? I I had no idea. I had no idea she was watching. I had no idea, certainly, that she was inspiring me. I was really, truly just doing me. And this is not meant to be an uh, advertisement for being on social media. (laughs) There are many ways that you can share your journey with others and inspire others. In fact, you have no idea. You just really, truly have no idea. You don't know who's watching. You don't know who's seeing, you know, it could be the five-year-old kid that sees you running and remembers that like 20 years later and starts running because, because you inspired them. You just have no idea. Your job is to commit to your healing, to live your life. Just keep growing. Just keep learning. Just keep allowing. Okay. There's another example of personal karma. Have you heard of James Lawrence, AKA iron cowboy? He is a triathlete a few years ago. I think it was like six years ago. He did what's called 50, 50, 50. He did five Ironman distance races. Sorry. 
50 Ironman distance races in 50 days in 50 states. Well, starting, I think in March of this year, he did a, started doing an Ironman distance triathlon every day for a hundred days. And actually he did it for 101 days. So this guy is crazy, obviously super fit. Although he wasn't that fit. Like he certainly wasn't at his fittest before he started this hundred. I forget what it's called, but the hundred, 101 challenge. Okay. So this guy, super fit guy, we're not talking about the damage all of these miles would do to your body. We're not talking about anything right now, but personal karma and desire and drive. And he felt this really strong desire to do, complete this mission, to set himself this goal of doing a hundred days straight of Ironman distance triathlon. That means 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, 26.2 mile run all back to back to back. And he was doing it from his house. So he did the swim in a pool and then like, so the transitions were not fast. And this whole thing was not done for speed. It was just day after day after day. He did this because he had this deep desire to do it for himself, to heal himself. He wanted, one of the things he wanted to do was show himself and show the haters that he could do, that he could keep going. Because people, for instance, said to, said to him, after the 50, could you do one more day? And he was like, yes, I could do one more day. Apparently after the, the hundred day, he was like, yeah, I could do another hundred. And then after 101, he was like, nope, I'm done. So anyway, he sets out to do this thing for himself. And, you know, every day, just one foot in front of the other, one stroke at a time, one paddle stroke at a time, one step at a time. And he started out, he was really undertrained when it came to running. And so he was walking, he's walking the marathon. People, of course, local people are seeing him out there. His daughter was in charge of social media. Apparently she did an amazing job. So people all over the world are watching this happen. They're watching this guy just live his life one foot in front of the other, as Makai says, one paw in front of the other, just swim, 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 bike, 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 run, 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 actually walk, walk, walk. And people came from all over the world to, to be with him. Some people had never swum, bike and ran before. And they, they completed an entire Ironman distance event in one day, some, some of them multiple days, because they were so inspired by James. Some people had committed like, Hey, I always wanted to do a marathon and people flew in and just started. They started out like one day only making it like five miles and then building it up and building it up and building it up. And then again, completing multiple marathons. I heard him and his wife tell the story of this five-year-old boy who said, I want to, I want to run with James. And 
So I guess it was a really fast walking pace. So some people, especially those with only five-year-old legs had to run to keep up. So the guy's dad, the kid's dad, I can't remember his name, JC, maybe the, the kid's dad is like, okay, let's go. We're going to go meet up with them. And they did a 5k and the dad's like, okay, we're done. You did amazing. Great job. And the kid's like, no, no, I'm not done. And I think the kid stuck it out for 20 miles that day. And then he was devastated that he couldn't finish the whole thing. So his dad said, okay, we're going to pick a day and we're going to come back here and we're going to start before everybody else. And we will do the whole thing. I'm really trying to (laughs) tell this story without crying. And I don't know if I can do it. So he came back. And he did the whole thing. And they said he was crying the last like three miles because it was so hard, but he was also smiling because he was so proud of himself. This again, like James is just doing his thing. He's friendly to the people. He cares about the people, but like, frankly, his biggest concern is making it through every single day upright with as much health as he can possibly have. This is super hard, hard on the body. So like, He's having trouble sleeping. He's not getting full recovery and like nothing is optimal from a physical perspective. He's just, it's just a matter of just showing up, showing up and showing up. And in his showing up again and again and again and again, he inspired hundreds, maybe more than that of people to show up for themselves and to show up, maybe do something that they had never done before. That is the power of personal karma live your life, stay in your lane, heal yourself. You never know who you're going to inspire. You have no idea how you're impacting people. And that is the point. That is the beauty of it. And with that wonderful, amazing, magical humans, I am out. I hope some goodness. I hope some wisdom came out through my mouth hole in these last, however many minutes. If you have any questions for me, I will try my best to use words to answer them. And at the very least I can respond with a lot of emojis. Email me Kelsey at KelseyAbbott.com. I'm absolutely positively still going through this rebirth experience. And I have no idea what I'm going to experience between now and when this episode airs. Oh my goodness. So this is just such a magical time. And I have heard of so many people going through their own rebirth experiences right now, whether it's through a physical illness, a physical injury or relationship Uh, like turmoil. We're all in it. We are, we are going through this transformation and it is so beautiful and so magical. And I am so grateful to be on this journey with you. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please share it with all your people. And if you are so inspired, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave the Find Your Awesome Podcast a five-star rating and a review. Thank you. I love you. You're amazing. I am so grateful for you. 
go forth and be awesome. <laughs>